Welcome to the Cody Felder Podcast, a podcast dedicated to talking Colts football. Here is your host, Cody Felger. Welcome back to the Cody Felger Podcast. I'm your host, Cody Felger, and today I'm talking with CNHI Sports Indiana Executive Editor from the Herald Bulletin, George Bremer is on with me now. George, how you doing, man? Great. How are you doing today? I'm doing good. I'm a little bit better knowing that the Colts uh, this afternoon decided to re-sign cornerback Pierre Desir to a three-year deal. Uh, that definitely helps ease a little bit of fears that I may have had about uh, the cornerback situation in Indianapolis. Um, and I guess that kind of impacts uh, maybe how we were going to go about this podcast a little bit because I was going to ask you about maybe some of the free agent corners uh, in the market. Maybe maybe that means the Colts are still in play, maybe not. Um, but I kind of wanted to get your opinion. We'll start there. Um, with any defensive backs that you think in free agency that the Colts could pursue and probably should pursue? Yeah, you know, I think Desir was probably one of the best left on the market. And that's honestly why I was thinking that, that he might not still be here. Uh, you know, it was a weak corner market this year. I don't think that's any secret. And when you see Bradley Roby get $10 million uh, to go to Houston, you start to wonder, well, what, what's the price going to be for Desir in this market? And then we know one thing about Chris Ballard is he's going to set a price. He's going to stick to it. So, you know, he's, he's going to be willing to walk away from a player he likes if it gets too far out of his zone. Now, I think people are making too much of that in some regards. I think people are thinking, you know, he says – Five million, and somebody comes in and says, "Well, five point five, and he's walking away from the table. I don't think it's like that. He just knows, you know, he's the kind of guy that that he's going to go on eBay and, and he's going to have a limit, you know. And once that happens, he's not going to buy it. Just not. It's not good business. It's not a good way to build a roster. And he's as disciplined and sticking to that as any GM I've probably ever seen. And it's it's kind of a remarkable thing. I don't know. How many guys out there, they all preach it, uh, but I don't know how many guys out there actually walk that walk when the time comes. Bill Polian did, and now you're seeing it from Chris Ballard. It should be a really familiar thing for fans here in Indianapolis. Right, yeah, and that's kind of going to my point of like, I'm kind of shocked when I see, you know, people maybe on Twitter or on Facebook, wherever they're at, you know, fans of the Colts who have heard Chris Ballard explain his philosophy, kind of surprised that the Colts are doing what they're doing. I mean, it kind of makes sense, kind of what 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 with his philosophy, like you said, like he's very prudent. Uh, he sets a market for what he thinks a player is worth, and he goes for it. Um, and he will not be willing to overspend. Um, and so, I guess one thing, George, that I noticed um, with Chris Ballard in the last couple of years is like you get those players that he signs, like the Danico Autrys, the Eric Ebron's, you know, players who maybe weren't given that role, weren't given a big role with their other team, or maybe just didn't live up to expectations. Um, and I think that's the same with Devin Funches. I believe he was a second-round pick a couple of years ago for Carolina. Um, I'm curious, George, as as you've looked at the market a little bit, who are some players that you think could potentially be more of the Danico Autry, Eric Ebron, maybe potentially Devin Funches signings that the Colts could look at in free agency? And a couple people have mentioned him a lot, but I think probably the biggest one to me that, that jumps out is Phylon out in San Diego. Uh, very similar to the situation with Autry last year with the, with the Raiders. Uh, he's he's not had a starting role. He's played a lot of different spots on the defensive line, inside, outside. He can do a lot of different things. He's a guy that could bring in and potentially uh, fill the role that Al Woods has 
filled here in any of the last couple of years. He's got a lot of the same characteristics. I think he's 25, maybe 26. He's got a lot of the same characteristics that you see in the guys that Ballard goes after. But I would think somebody like that, uh, you know, it's it's funny because really I think Autry wasn't on anybody's radar last year until Ballard signed him. You know, all of a sudden it was, hey, let's go look into who is this guy. And it took me about – maybe five minutes of, of searching on the internet to, to find a story out of Oakland about how much heart he had and how much his teammates love him. And, and I think that's, that's why it's tough to kind of pinpoint, you know, to throw darts at, at a board and say, well, this is a Ballard guy or that's a Ballard guy. So much of it really is character with him. I mean, talent matters. He's not going to sign a bad player just because he's good in the locker room. But, you know, I, if you look at the league and somebody was talking about this at the combine, there's, and it might have been Ballard, actually. There's there's two or three maybe true difference makers at the top of every position. And then after that, there's a group of guys. There may be 20, 25 of them who you can win with, guys who are starter caliber guys. And I think when, when you get into that kind of group, that's where Ballard, that's where he aims in free agency. You know, he's looking for that sea of guys where there's not a whole lot of difference from one to another and he's looking for what separates them. And, and the things to look for are versatility, first and foremost, every position, defensive line in, in particular, but every position. They want guys who can play more than one spot, who can do more than one thing. That's not groundbreaking. Most people in the league want that. Age, we look at all the free agent signings are between, what, 25 and 28 for the most part. Uh, so that would be another thing to look for. And then character. I mean, if you see a guy gets talked a lot about a lot by his teammates – He's probably a guy who's on Chris Ballard's radar. Those are the characteristics, I think, that that kind of stick out. And it'll be interesting to see as free agency officially opens around 4 o'clock today, you know, if there's somebody that like Autry that, that he's already on that jumps out early, or if maybe it's something that happens Thursday, Friday, Saturday, next week. Who knows? Uh, but I guarantee he's got a list, and, and it's all those guys who are kind of in that 20 to 25 range uh, you know, at, at their positions, guys who have a chance to, like you said, to step forward, uh, to be given a bigger role, high ceiling, I think is the word everybody likes to use here. Those are the guys to look for. Yeah, definitely. And I, it's definitely exciting because um, just looking at like how good of a character, uh, a judge of character Chris Ballard and company have been, um, especially with, you know, the two breakout seasons from, Autry and, and Ebron, respectively. I mean, it's kind of exciting to look because it's just like maybe guys that have been overlooked a little bit. Um, Chris Ballard and company will do their homework. They'll do their, their due diligence. And, uh, yeah, it's definitely exciting. Um, another guy that I'm thinking is maybe the guy from San Diego, I think the safety, um, Phillips. I think he could be potentially a good signing. I, I, I don't know the guy's character. I don't really know. But I think he kind of fits that mold of like a guy who – you know, maybe he hasn't been maybe sitting behind a few people. He's he's the right age, so I guess we'll have to see. Um, yeah, it's exciting. One more thing I had for you, George. Um, so the Colts had they just re-signed Dazier. They have a couple other guys in Clayton Gathers and Dontrell Inman um, that they could potentially bring back. Um, I guess I'm curious in your opinion of do you think one that one or both of these guys will get back be back with the Colts and why? I think there's a better chance right now with Gathers than with Inman for the simple fact that when Funches came in, I think not that there isn't a need for Inman anymore. He'd have a role. There'd be a spot for him. But I think the 
the market in here in Indy probably went down a little bit at that moment. Whatever price Ballard had initially when he brought in Funches, he, he probably lowered the number that he would be willing to bring in back at. That's just guesswork on my part. And really, with that receiver group as a whole, people tend to forget. They remember, Deion Kane was hurt all year. I mean, that's obviously been well publicized. And everyone's excited about his ability to come back and what he can bring to the roster. But Marcus Johnson as well. You know, that was kind of a tough break for him. He had a breakout game against the Jets. He was really just starting to get comfortable here in Indianapolis. He's a guy Frank Reich and Nick Sirianni think very highly of. Uh, They really like him in a lot of the same ways that they like Dontrell Inman. And when he got that knee injury against New York, that's the reason that, that Inman came in to begin with. So I think, you know, people tend to forget about him. I think he's going to be not a major factor in that wide receiver mix, but he's going to be another guy who's competing for a spot on the roster and who they like an awful lot. Uh, But that knee injury kind of took him off everybody's radar very quickly. As far as Gathers goes, Bowers made it no secret. He's a big fan of Clayton. Uh, He's one of the guys. He's sort of the defensive version of where Jack Doyle was a couple of years ago. A guy, he obviously wasn't undrafted in the way that, that Doyle was, but just a guy who kind of works his butt off every day. The rest of the team kind of looks up to him because of that work ethic, because of all the things that he's fought through off the field, the neck injury, uh, you know, different things that he's had to come uh, just through the short career, the different kinds of adversity that he's kind of overcome. The Colts really, really like the fact that he's a fighter, that he brings something to the roster that really nobody else in the secondary has right now with that physicality, that ability to go in and be a box safety. Uh, but it's much the same as it was with Desir. Ballard has talked with his agent. He's talked with Inman's agent. They've sat down. They've exchanged numbers. And now it's a matter of letting them go out and find out what the market is for them. And really, at that point, the ball's in their court. And I think that's one of the things on the Desir signing. you got to give him a lot of credit in this case, too. Because I'm sure I haven't seen the final numbers yet. We know it's three years. I haven't seen the money yet. But I I would not be surprised to find out that much like Devin Funches, there was a deal out there that was bigger than the one that, that this year agreed to to come in here. But he's wanted to make sure there wasn't you know mind-blowing money. And I think the same way with, with Inman, the same way with Gathers. So it'll be interesting to see how that market plays out. But that's sort of the way that the Ballards handled the in-house signings you know he came in and, and Glowinski accepted his right away and he was very happy and, and took it and and that deal got done a lot faster for this year it took it till today and, and we'll see what happens with gathers and Inman. we definitely will and you know it's kind of crazy free agency is just about to begin a couple hours away and then a little over a month away from the draft so things are getting very very exciting in uh, the NFL universe thank you George I appreciate you man no problem anytime